It's good to see everybody here today. Now we know, you know, that the holidays are right around the holidays. We see a lot of visitors, so we're excited about that. Always good to see visitors. And, uh, um, you know, if you're visiting with your family, man, we're, we're just so good to see. It's good to see you, and we're uh, glad that you're here. But i um, really excited about the sale at the OC today and uh, hope that you just find in your heart to help and support and find cool stuff over there. Um, but just wanted to give a, a great big shout out to really, um, really all the workers and everyone that's worked. I know my wife was there till midnight last night and uh, doing, there's a, just, we thought it'd just be like, okay, yeah, come on over. And we we're like, ooh, there's a lot of work here. So, uh, and I, 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 going a little ahead of myself, I'm speaking as if I did it all. Anyways, we had a great team and still have a great team. And I'm just so thankful for the way that people here in our church really rather uh, kind of gather around each other and rally to uh, help. And so just want to give a big shout out to all those who helped. And if you're here today, thank you so much for helping. And then I'm going to say it in advance. Thank you for purchasing stuff and helping and supporting and buying cool stuff. So I'm going to say that in advance. And uh, so it was really good. But God's blessed us in so many ways. We just want to be faithful in what God's given us. And uh, we just feel like it's just one more step in what God has for us in the future at the OC. Aren't you glad today for what God is doing? Amen. How many just say God's doing good things? Amen. God's doing great things. And uh, so we just want to thank God for that. Amen. This morning, can we just open up in a word of prayer before we get into the word today? Lord, we just thank you so much. We come before you with a grateful heart. Lord, a heart that just says, Lord, thank you for everything you have done and given us. And Lord, we may even find ourselves in a very difficult situation right now. But Lord, sometimes all I can say is thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the way you love me. Lord, thank you for the way you care for us. And Lord, just thank you today for all your blessings. Lord, as David said, you load us daily with blessings, Lord. And we thank you for that today. We give you the praise and the glory. Lord, we just say with one heart and one accord today, we praise you. We bless you. You are a holy God. You are a righteous God. There's nobody like you. You are amazing today. And we bless your name, Lord. We just praise you for all that you've done, who you are. Lord, we pray that you would bless your word today. Help our hearts and our ears open and our hearts be open to the word today. And Lord, I pray that we just be changed by your truth today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We've been sharing out of Titus chapter 2. And uh, I know some of you are like, man, yeah, I read that scripture a thousand times. Let's read it a thousand one. I wanted to bring something out today and just kind of close this uh, point out today. And as we get ready for the holidays and go into the new year already, uh, which is right there, uh, we just really want to continue to just just declare and, and preach some of the things that the Lord has um, shown us and saying to us. But one of the things I want to bring out today is we've read so many times this scripture here in the series, Living Under the Influence. We're going through that series and we've read Titus chapter 2. We talk about the power of grace in our lives and this is what we've been talking about. And of course it says that the grace of God has appeared to all men and how grace teaches us. In verse 12 it teaches us to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present Age and, and then in verse 14, he talks it well, let I me mean verse 13, it says that we're looking for that blessed hope. How many are looking for that blessed hope when Jesus returns? Amen. And we can meet him face to face. But it says this in verse 14, Jesus, talking about Jesus, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Verse 15, these things speak, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. In verse 14, it says that he gave himself for us, that, that he might, that he might, that's his work, that's his, that's his position, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar 
people. How many can look in, around the room to say, uh, and today and say, I, I know some peculiar people. Amen. I'm a little peculiar, amen, but it's because of what Jesus has done. And we've been talking about living under the influence and how grace influences and impacts our lives. And so today I just want to finish this point up about living under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And that is that those who live under the influence of the Holy Ghost live holy. Now I've got to give this disclaimer today and just say this before I preach. Right now people are thinking, here we go, we're talking about holiness, look out. <laughs> But today, I want to just say that today we're in, we're in love with the truth in this place. We're in love with God's Word. And we don't want to speak anything outside of God's Word and add to God's Word. And so today, I have no other uh, motive or any other intention but just to speak principles out of God's Word. And for some of us, maybe you compare your experience, bad experiences, good experience, but awkward experiences about holiness and what you've learned. You, you kind of like really think about that a lot. And maybe you cringe today when we talk about that word holiness and we mention that word. But how many believe that God's holy? Everybody's hand should go up and at least say amen or grunt something or shake your head. Amen. Because this is what its focus is about is the holiness of God. And those who live under the influence of the Holy Ghost live holy lives. Amen. And live holy. Amen. But one of the things I just want to bring out, we have to talk about right away, is that holiness is from God. Holiness is from the Lord. It is of God. It's about God. It's for God. It's with God. Holiness is from God. The Bible mentions the word holy over 500 times, the word holiness over 40 times. And, and it describes God's nature. It describes His beauty. It describes His, His glory, His deity, His nature. Amen. How many believe that He is the rose of Sharon? He's the lily of the valley. He's the glory of the sunrise and the beauty of the sunset. He is Holy. Amen. And sometimes when you just look around, you say, God, you're so holy. I, you're so perfect. You're so, you're so good. You're so righteous. I wouldn't serve any God that wasn't. Amen. You know, the, the writer in Isaiah, when he writes and he prophesies about the coming Messiah, he said that his name shall be called Wonderful. That's one of the first words that he uses to describe Jesus was wonderful. How many have found that Jesus has been wonderful to you? Amen. He's wonderful. He's, and he goes on to say that he is, his name shall be called Wonderful. And, and he's the Prince of Peace. And he is, a, you know, I mean, he just goes on and on. And he talks about the beauty of God. Well, he's describing who God is. And he's talking about holiness and how God is so holy. And the Bible makes it clear that the doctrine of Jesus is built on holiness and righteousness. And, and Jesus didn't come and just preach his own rules and, and laws, but the Bible says that he came and he said, I'm here to reveal the Father. I'm here to show you what really the Bible was all about, the Old Testament was all about. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. But how many can lift your hand to heaven and to say that God's holy? He's holy, amen. You know, three times the writer of Hebrews says this, and two times Peter declares this, that Jesus is not only the priest that was holy, but he's also the lamb that without blemish. When the Bible describes Jesus and he talks about Jesus, he, you know, the, the writers of, 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 of the New Testament talk about Jesus and point to Jesus and say he was the Old Testament priest who was without blemish. He was holy before God. But how many know he's also the lamb that was without spot? The Bible mentions and talks about Jesus that he is without spot. He was without sin. He was without blemish. Aren't you glad that Jesus was out without sin? Amen. Aren't you glad for that? I love this scripture in 2 Corinthians 5. It really talks so good about this. And I love this and describes the holiness of God. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 
For God has made Jesus to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that he might be made, but we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus, the Bible says, knew no sin. And, and I believe that as you read the, the sacrificial uh, giving of Jesus and you talk about Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, that God dealt with Jesus not as though he dealt with another man, but he dealt with Jesus not just as somebody with sin. And many times I think that, that God dealt with Jesus as somebody that, you know, that had sin in his life. No, the Bible makes it clear that he became sin. God dealt with Jesus as if he was sin. And that he was directly identified and completely identified with sin. That's how the Bible says that God dwelt, dealt with Jesus. He became sin. How many know that Jesus became sin for us? How many lift your hand to heaven and say, I'm so thankful that Jesus became sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, the Bible says. So Jesus didn't know sin and we didn't know righteousness. But he became sin that we could know righteousness. Amen? That we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm so thankful for that today. But you know, you know, when we're born again, one of the things that we realize is that we receive His holiness. We receive the holiness of God. It's not something that we have to receive from a church, an organization, or a denomination. We don't receive a list of holiness. How many know we receive Jesus who is holy? The Bible says that he was holy, separate from sinners. He was, he was uh, harmless, the Bible says. He was undefiled. He was holy. How many believe God's holy? Amen. From, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, it declares the holiness of God. At the end of the book, John said he heard and he saw that there was uh, four and twenty elders around the throne and 24 hours a day they're singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. He's holy. Amen. He's without sin, the Bible says, but he became sin that we would become the righteousness of God. And so when we're saved and we're born again, we receive his holiness. We receive his righteousness. It's not my holiness. It's not my righteousness. It's not something I can come up with and define and say, this is how I need to be holy before God. How many know I become like him and he's holy? Amen. Jesus is the new man that I put on when I'm baptized in water. And how many know Jesus is holy? He's completely holy. He was born of a virgin. He, I mean, he lived a sinless life. The Bible says he didn't do any sin. And, and when, when he was crucified, he was crucified an innocent man. But he died a guilty life, like our, a guilty death like us. He took on our sin, our punishment, and he became sin that we could become the righteousness of God because God is holy. God's holy. How many know you just don't approach God any old way? You come through Jesus. Because God's holy, amen? But aren't you glad that this holy, perfect God reached down into a mess, into mire, and picked up brokenness, and picked up somebody who was separated, who was an enemy of God, and still loved them? Amen? Isn't that good? Isn't that an awesome miracle? that God? That's the good news of the gospel, that this holy God can receive someone like you and me because of what Jesus did at Calvary. So not only is holiness about God and from God, but holiness is about relationship. That's what it's about. Now, someone said, well, I think the Bible's all about rules. Well, you're missing the whole point. The Bible and the Word of God, everything about God is about relationship. For God so loved the world, that He wanted a relationship. Come on, somebody. Amen. That He gave His only begotten Son. How many still love that scripture? I love that scripture still. Amen. It hasn't left my heart. Holiness is about relationship. That's what it's about first. 
And then, you know, we know it's about our actions. We know it's about how we are to be. But it really is about relationship. And I don't ever want to lose that sight about God. I don't ever want to lose that sight about holiness. And I never remember talking to a young man. He said, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to church and I'll clean up my act someday. And, and I'll, I believe I'll get more, more spiritual. I'll become religious. So he said, but I just have a problem with the rules that God has about love and about dating and relationships and, and immorality. I, I really struggle with that. And I said, well, you're missing the whole point. It's about relationship. It's not about rules. Amen. It's about relationship. And that's what holiness is about. You know, one person just said this, that holiness is about the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. How many know when you're filled with holiness and, and when God says that you're holy, how many know it's about joy unspeakable and full of glory? Amen. Amen. We're doing a light, sh light show right now. And anyways, you can do the house lights if you want. Anyways. But really, and that's what it is, and when, when we see that picture in the book of Revelation, when the 420 elders are gathered around the, phone, uh, around the throne on the phone, and they're saying, they're probably on their phone texting as well, you know, they're, they're trying to describe the undescribable. They're trying to, they're trying to you know, they're trying to say, I, I can, the best I can do is say, holy, he's so awesome, he's so amazing. The only words I can say is holy, amen. And you know, holiness was always linked to worship. Did you know that? Holiness was always linked to worship. In the Old Testament, when the priest and they did the, their rituals and they had to go through the ceremonies and they wore the clothes and we see that picture and they had the, the, all the, the, the jewels on their chest, that breastplate of righteousness and they had to wear all those things and they asked you had to wear, uh, you know, have the writing and that phrase somewhere on their apparel, holiness unto the Lord. How many know it wasn't about their clothes, it was about their heart? Is that right? I mean, it didn't matter what you wore. If your heart wasn't holy you were, and you went into the presence of God, you were in trouble. And so that was what the picture was about. Was it about worship? And so it was a link to worship. And holiness is our relationship and how we love God and how He loves us and how we worship Him and live our lives. And holiness describes our response to, to God, not an appearance before man. Did you know that? Holiness is our response to God. That's what it's about. And so Isaiah talked about a highway of holiness. And he described a relationship and how we walk before the Lord. He didn't talk about our status among believers and our status among the children of God. It was about our relationship with God. Aren't you glad that when you're saved, you're walking with Jesus? Amen. He promises never to leave you nor forsake you. And that's that highway of holiness. Amen. I don't know about you, but some of you knew that song back in the day, Stairway to Heaven. Okay, maybe that's based on it. Maybe it's a little stretch. But how many know it's talking about a relationship with God? Highway of holiness, not stairway to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. And holiness is ownership. That's what it's about. As Solomon wrote, he tried to write his best, and he gave that picture of our relationship with God. He said, I am my beloved's, and he is mine. How many believe that you belong to him, and he belongs to you? I am in Him and He is in me. Amen. That's relationship. And so it's about ownership and, and belonging to God. And that's what holiness is about. Amen. And it, really getting close to God and allowing God to touch my life. That's what it's about. It's just really drawing close to God. Many people who really have kind of abused holiness, it actually repels people from God. It really repels people from, from, from church and from a relationship with God because it's no longer about a relationship. It's about your appearance and your performance and the rules that you have to keep up with to belong to a church. And how many know that's not what it's about? Two people and a cough. Appreciate that. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Anyway, so, but you really, because I've, I've seen this and that we really don't get close 
once we get close to God, we don't get to know God after holiness. You learn holiness as you grow in the Lord. That's how it works. And holiness is really that inner working of the Holy Spirit. That's why I can say today that those who live under the influence of the Holy Spirit will live holy because the holiness is a work, the inner work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's not an outer work. It's an inner work. It's an inner work of the Holy Spirit and how He works in our lives. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For it is God that's working in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Amen? It's God working on the inside of you. And so that's what we have to do is really yield to the Lord. That's what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit. It means to be just yield to God and yield to God through the Holy Spirit. It's just that cooperation with God. And, and when, I, when I see that God working in my life and I know that it's not something that I can boast about. It's not something that I can say, look at me, I did it. How many know it's a work of the Holy Spirit? Amen. How many believe it's God working in you? Aren't you glad that God loves you enough to, not to leave you the way you were? And he, He's working on the inside of you. There's a lot of people in your family that are scratching their head about you. But aren't you glad you can say, God's working in me? I may not be going as fast as you think I should at the level that you think I should be. And maybe I'm not at that step I need to be at. But God's working in me. Amen. God's working in me. God's doing a thing. That's what the work of holiness. Holy is, holiness is really the work of the Spirit. See, when, when man starts messing with it, that's when we get off. When we start messing with holiness and trying to define it and trying to change our preference and control everything. Amen. How many know we get off a little bit? Don't we? We get off a little bit. And we misinterpret the Word of God. And we misinterpret some things. And maybe it's because we have to make those decisions. But how many know, if we look to the Word of God and we listen to the Holy Spirit, we're going to walk in holiness. You can't miss God. How many know, aren't you glad that someone that's dedicated to God can ever miss God? You can't ever miss the Lord when you're really right before Him and your heart's right before the Lord. There's no way you can miss God. So holiness, really, the thing I've noticed about holiness and Talking about this relationship with God is it really causes you to be useful in God's hands. Holiness really, you know, the Bible talks about vessels and vessels of honor. One of the things it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, but we have this treasure, talking about, amen, the salvation of Jesus in earthen vessels or clay pots, clay vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and what? Not of us. Not of us. When you look at me, he says here, it's just earthen vessels. You know, how many know it's just jars of clay? Some of us may be little crack pots, but that's okay. We're, come on, it's okay, right? God's working in us. It's all right. But you know something? I just want to just go off in a little bit and just talk about this because I feel like this is just a, an understanding we need to come to. When you, when, you, when you talk about holiness, you have to talk about being unholy. Well, what, what makes you be that? What, what causes you to be unholy before the Lord? The Bible says in Titus that he's leading us and teaching us about being godly. Not ungodly or, or, or away from God, but godly. And so when you talk about unholy, or what, what does that make when you're unholy? It really makes you broke and dysfunctional. It brings you to a place of brokenness and dysfunction. But what happens is, is when, you, when you become unholy, it's not so much about immorality. It's about pride. Did you know a lot of people, when they think about being unholy, they think about immorality. And it may be about that. It certainly is about that. And, and, and of course it's about that. But it's not limited to that. It's really mostly about pride. Because sin is more about priorities than it is passion. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. How many know we get sin in our lives when we worship everything but God? When we make idols in our life. That's sin. Well, that's a priority issue. When you don't love somebody enough that you tell 
you know, t- talk about them behind their back. You lie, you cheat, you steal. How many know that's, that's really not uh, an issue of immorality? It's an issue of pride. When you're lusting after other people, that's an issue of pride and, and, and all those things. So, so the Bible, again, says by grace you're saved through faith. It's the gift of God. It's not about you, lest anybody, what, should boast. I mean, no, you can't boast about being saved. It was the gift of God. It's all God. I mean, he saved me. He loved me. I mean, I came to God with all my junk and he took me. I, there's nothing I could do about that. Amen. It, it's by grace that I'm saved through faith. It's not anything I could do. It's not anything I could buy or purchase or do enough work for. It's by grace. Amen. <laughs> you know, one of the stories I love is Acts chapter 3. Tremendous miracle that happened. Peter and John saw a layman. And as they were going into a prayer meeting, and, and they laid hands on him, and he was healed instantly. And, and uh, the, the, you know, kind of the religious people that day found out about it, and they brought him in before the council, and they began to say, now who did this, and, and how do you, you know, why do you, th- you claim healing, and, and all these things. And, and that guy said, I don't know. It was those guys over there. Don't you love those kind of people? Blame a miracle on you. Love that. So they brought Peter and John before him and they threatened him and said, don't you ever preach, you know, in his name. And how in the world did this happen? And you laid hands on him. And, and you know, I love this that Peter and John said, it wasn't by our own holiness that this man walks. It was by the power of God. I mean, no, it's not by our holiness. It's by the power of God. And so some of us are just striving so, so much for God to like us. But really, we've got to come settled to the place where we're, God loves us, He accepts us, and because of that, now I can do what God wants me to do. Now I can be holy. Amen. I can do that because of the love of God. Amen. But it's not by pride. It's not because I love that statement. He says it's not by our own holiness. It's not, I mean, it's, it's just not by ours. I think this is where we get messed up a little bit and where we kind of get off base with the gifts of the Spirit. Is it okay if I talk about that in a Spirit-filled church? You know, come on, we get a little bit off because we say it was me. Well, I laid hands on them and they got healed. Well, I prayed and they did this and, and I must have some power. How many know it's not by our power? Not by our holiness. Well, I did this and I'm that and I'm better than everybody else. And I live holy and, and that's why God's doing it. How many know it's by God's grace? It's by God's grace. And so we can't get carried away with that. And so holiness is not perfection that you achieve. It's not a pinnacle you reach. It's a humble position you walk in. I mean, I believe that. How many believe that holiness is about a humble position that you walk in? Not something that you just say, well, I did this, this, and this, and this, and now I'm holy. It's because why? Because it's about a person. God's holy. It's about relationship. And so we walk in that. And so it's not striving to be liked by God. It's just really not, you know, just putting on this, I have to be liked by God. I have, it, it's settling into the fact that because we're loved, we can walk in holiness. Because I'm loved, I can have holiness. Because I love Him, and He's going to give it to me. How many know God's, God's just holy? Amen? And, and how many know when you, you become the company you keep, right? If you hang out with God, you're just going to be kind of like Him a little bit. You're going to love other people. You're going to forgive. You're going to be generous. Is that right? You're going to be, want to be like Him. And so I believe that holiness is being like Jesus without being like a God. <laughs> Not acting like a God. That's what it is. So holiness is like being like Jesus. And that's what it, that, that, that issue that we have a hard time with is that we get into this kind of this issue of pride. But how many know when we walk before the Lord, God teaches us. The Holy Spirit leads us in true holiness. How many believe that today, that the Holy Spirit is leading you, amen, how to be holy, how to live a holy lifestyle? Some of you came out of just really dirt and filth and just a really bad situation. But aren't you glad that Jesus loves you so much? I mean, He just is caring for you so much. He's so patient. 
He's just, I mean, he's just going to show you and help you. Come on, somebody. Amen. And, and so it's not about doing all these rituals. And, and as the Pharisees made such a big deal about washing their hands, Jesus said, it's about your heart. And I'm going to know Jesus is leading you a place of your heart's going to be clean. Some of you still got some issues going on at home and you still got some issues going on. And, and maybe you don't talk Christian and maybe you don't walk Christian and everything. But how many know it's okay? Jesus is on the inside. Amen? And it's an inner working of the Holy Spirit. You know something? The other thing is, here's what I've learned about, about walking with God and, and loving other people. Here's what I've learned is that you can never tell what God is doing in somebody else's heart. That's why we never say, you know what? Hey, they're not out in the aisle dancing. They're not lifting their hands. They must not be saved. <laughs> they must be in sin. That's what that is. That's what that's all about. How many know we don't know other people's situation? We just don't know other people's situation. So the best posture to have before the Lord is just, God, is just me and you. How everybody else reacts, I don't know, but it's just me and you. Amen? Hallelujah. And so that's that relationship, and that's the focus. And the third thing I love about holiness, and the Bible teaches us about holiness, and holiness is about freedom. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, talking about living under the influence of the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. How many believe that free, uh, holiness is about true freedom? Right? Come on, amen? Because that's what it's about. Holiness is really living in truth, and truth is about freedom. And, and really what it is, it's living as if the victory has already been won at Calvary. That's, that's the way we live as Christians, don't we? Oh, well, someday I hope I'm free. Someday I hope I'm saved. Someday I hope Jesus will get the victory for me. How many know we can be like Paul that wrote in Colossians? You have been delivered. You have been set free. You have been healed. You have been saved. Come on, somebody. Amen. I wake up every day, so I hope I've been delivered. I hope what I want to do is I want to follow the Holy Spirit in that. I want to walk in it. I want to walk in freedom. I want to walk in deliverance. Amen? So that's through Jesus Christ. And so 1 Peter chapter 2, verse says, You are free from the law, but that doesn't mean you're free to do wrong. Live as those who are free to do only as God's will at all times. I love that. That's about holiness, isn't it? How many know holiness is about freedom? Some of you were brought up in a place that maybe when the word holiness was mentioned and preached, it was about oppression. It was about bondage. It was about something that you had to adhere to somebody else's perspective and perception and rules and, and preferences. But how many know that's not what holiness is about freedom? According to the Bible, it's about freedom. It's not about bondage. You know, it's for freedom we've been made free. How many know Jesus has come to set you free? You know, the more you walk in the Bible and walk according to the Bible, the Bible says you'll be more free. So I don't know about you, but I want to I read the Bible more. I want to walk according to the Bible more because the more I read it, the more I'm free. How many want to do that, right? The more I live for God, the more I live with Him, the more free I become. Not the more bound I become, but the more free. And so we want to just keep in mind that the Holy Spirit was given to lead us, not push us. I mean, the Holy Spirit comes and He leads you into truth. He doesn't push you into truth. He leads you into truth. Now, I've got to say that there's times I felt the Lord was pushing me. There's times I was like, Lord, wait a second. You're, you're, you're forcing me into this. How many of you have ever felt that from the Lord? Right? Sometimes. But that's not really, the, 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 really what the Lord does. He leads us in by the Spirit of God. He leads us. It's up to us. We've got to cooperate with Him and follow. I mean, we're on a journey of following, right? And so as God's work, this is how it does, as God works in our lives, we respond. As we respond, God's work more, right? 
As, as we respond, God works more. And so as God works, we respond. And as we respond, God works. That's how it happens. So as God leads me and the Lord is leading me through his spirit, amen, and, and how to be holy, how to be right, what to do, all that, you know, what's right, what's wrong, as the Lord's leading me, I respond. Okay, Lord, if that's what it says, that's what I'm going to do. You said that, that I'm to live holy. You said that I'm to perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. Well, that's what I want to do. You said that I need to think pure thoughts. Well, that's what I want to do. How many know as we respond, God responds, right? Amen. And so I want to just throw that out today. That holiness is, is about whose you are, not about what you do or don't do. I think that's what we could say today. Holiness is about whose you are. Whose you are. Who do you belong to? You belong to God. And that's what it's about. Now, do I believe in acting right? Yes. Do I believe in, you know, you know there's certain behaviors that, that the Bible teaches that we need to possess? Absolutely. Amen. But how many know the Lord's teaching us? The Lord's leading us. And even for me to get up and, and talk to you about what, what you should do in your marriage and how you should behave at work and all these things that the Bible teaches us and how we should raise our kids. How many know it's still by the Spirit of God? Amen? How many know it's by Him and it's by His leading and by our cooperation? I need to throw that out because really what happens over the years, and some of you were raised like this, that holiness has just been limited or talked about. It's been put in that box of dress and outward appearance and performance. And how many know modesty is not a foundational truth, but holiness is? Wow, so I'm struggling with that one. Modesty is not a foundational truth, but holiness is. And so that's what we teach about, and that's what we talk about. We say, just, you know, you know, we need to do what God wants us to do. And so it's about whose you are. It's, it's just not about what you don't do. So because, here's what, here's what I've noticed, is that we tend to preach about holiness by subtraction. <laughs> not addition. We, we tend to look at it like, well, it's what you can't do. And how many know you could do everything right by man and still be wrong by God? And so it's not what, you, you know, righteousness is, is more about when doing something wrong. It's not about doing something wrong. Don't mess up. Righteousness is about doing something right. Amen? How many know that's our focus? The Lord's going to lead you into what's right, not what, well, you shouldn't do this and don't do that and don't do this. People look at the Ten Commandments that way and they look at, you know, the Bible that way. Well, it's about a, a, a whole book of rules and what you shouldn't do. No, the Ten Commandments were written so we could do these things. So we could have a good marriage. We could protect one another so that we wouldn't take somebody else's life. So that we valued other people. We valued life and we valued these things. We valued marriage and we valued God and we worship God. That's why those things were written. Not so we, we didn't do things so that we could do things. Amen. Amen. How many know it's just our outlook on that and so really holiness I want to say this today that holiness is not the absence of sin it's the fullness of God say it one more time holiness is not the absence of sin it is the fullness of God that's what it is about his presence when John saw Jesus on the Isle of Patmos the Bible says he fell at his feet were dead and he saw the holiness of God you know amen when Peter was in the boat with Jesus and Jesus did the miracle, what did he say? Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinner. He saw the holiness of God. He saw the presence of God. It was about, oh, man, i, I got to get sin out of my life. He said, no, Lord, I recognize who you are. I recognize that you're a holy God. And so holiness is about not the absence of sin as much as the fullness of God. How many know when you get close to God, some of this stuff just has to go? How many know it just goes? How many know when you, when you stand before the Lord and you really begin to get closer to God, there's just something about your life that God begins to deal with certain things. Pride can't last in His presence. 
Pride can't stand in his presence. You can't come before the Lord and say, you know what? I'm better than everybody else and I'm not going to forgive anybody. And I refuse to forgive that person. How many know that just can't stay? The closer you get to God, he works on that. He says, you can't have that, right, in my presence. And so we see that. It's the fullness of God. And that's what we're after. We're after him. We're not after what we don't live by or can't do. We just focus on what God has for us. Amen? I love that principle. Because he gives us power to do miracles and he also gives us power to live right. I mean, no, it's the same power. It's the same power to, to lay hands on the sick. It's the same power to live right. And so that's working on the inside of us. And it's not just resisting temptation. You can't live a life of that. It's going after God. It's going after His ordained opportunities. Amen. That He opens up through the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. And the fourth thing I want to bring out today is that holiness is about a life of devotion. That's what it's about. It's a life of devotion. How many can say to the Lord, I'm all in? How many can just lift your hand to heaven and say, Lord, I'm all in. You got me. Does that mean that I have everything right? Do I have everything? Am I doing everything, saying everything? Have I got some stuff going on? No. Yeah, that's what me. I mean, it, but it just says that it's about a life of devotion. How many know when you come to the Lord, the first thing you come to is say, Lord, I, as we sang today, I surrender. I devote myself to you. I want to get baptized in water, Lord, because you, I want to obey you. I want to be a disciple. And I want to commit my life fully to you. How many know that's one of the reasons we get baptized in water? I dedicate my whole life to being his disciple. Amen? And holiness is about that life of devotion. And so to the, as we talk to the Christians, so many times I address Christians, really, and we look at the Bible, we look at some of the things, I just wanted to say this, that it's our teachings and our moral standards, all these things that we believe, it's so important, but... This Christian integrity, it, it's got to be first and foremost based on Jesus' righteousness and the Word of God. All the standards that we have, the moral morality that we believe in, how many know it's got to be based on Jesus' righteousness and Word? can't be based on what your church teaches or your pastor personally believes. You can say amen, I'm almost done. It is, amen, based on Jesus' righteousness in the Word. And so sometimes our zeal for integrity can lead to oppressive standards that we ourselves can't even obtain. We can't even live by. And so this is what I believe, that true holiness is never out of the reach of anybody. Aren't you glad for that? Holiness is never out of the reach of anybody. And if you follow somebody, listen to somebody, believe even in your own heart that holiness is only for a select few, then you really don't know Jesus Christ. It's never out of the reach of anybody else. And if you say that this disqualifies you and you can't do this and you can't do that, you're out stepping outside of the grace of God. You're stepping outside of the mercy of God. <laughs> is, that, is that all right? And that might step on some toes, but that's the way it is because it's about a life of devotion. And so what we do is we, we do have standards and we do have, uh, you know, morality. We do believe in things. We have things that we stand on. But it's never outside of God's word. It's never outside of Jesus' righteousness. I mean, you can say God's never going to lead you into a place of, of, of judgmental spirit, having a wrong spirit. Never going to lead you into a place of anger and hatred. Never going to lead you in a place of pride where you're better than everybody else. And nobody can attain what you attain because you're the only high priest in your city. <laughs> Amen? That sounds weird. It is weird. Amen? But here's what I've noticed about holiness as I wrap this up. Holiness is the fire of God. I've noticed that in my life. It burns away things that just aren't, God doesn't want in my life. Aren't you glad that God deals with me about things? Amen? And He just, He just, He has a way of showing me things that other people can't do. I just can't explain it. He has a way of just like, you know you're not right, right? 
right? He has a way of doing that. But it's the fire of God, and it burns away the dirt. It consumes everything. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit... Now, we're talking about being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3, the baptism of Jesus. How many love that picture of the baptism of Jesus? The heavens open up. The dove comes down. Rest on His... Speaks. Oh, this is my beloved Son. Listen to what He has to say. How many can say that's, a, that's an awesome picture of salvation right there, of what happened? Amen to me, too. Amen. But you know something? Look, look at that scripture. It says when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to burn away the things that aren't right. Oh, okay. He's going to burn up the, the, you know, the chaff and all the, it, you know, you ever, have anybody talked to you about that before? Hey, you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Well, he's going to burn up everything. You're like, whoa. Okay, right? But how many know it's not everything that displeases man. It's everything that would hinder my relationship with him. Everything that God loves me so much and he sees the bigger picture that anything that's going to hinder my walk with him, he wants to get it out of the way. And that's what it means. He's not going to do it to hurt and punish and make you feel like, well, you didn't do a good job this week. And, and so you don't deserve to hear from me for a while. But he's going to say, you know what, this, this, this pride thing, it's really going to hurt you in the end. It's going to hinder our relationship. I won't be able to speak to you. I won't be able to get through to you. The Holy Spirit's not going to be able to deal with you. And you're not going to listen to people. And you're just going to want your own way. And it's going to lead to trouble. How many you know that's how God deals with you? He says, you know what, this is going to hinder our relationship. I want to deal with this. So the holiness is, does that. God's holiness does that. It's his righteousness. He teaches me right-wayness. He teaches me the right way, the right choice. How to stand right before God. Not, not in a place that I'm trying to, to be God, but I'm, I'm standing in a place, amen, that I can be with Him. Amen. And so holiness is being a living temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. That, how many know the Holy Spirit was looking for places to dwell? And Jesus said He's gonna not just going to be with you. He's going to live inside of you. He's going to dwell. You're that, in as 1 Corinthians 6 says, that we're that living temple. We're that holy temple. Amen. Now, now you're not the palace of the Holy Spirit. And you're not the shack of the Holy Spirit. I believe you need to take care of it. Take care of your body. But come on, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants to live in you and do a work in you of holiness. That's what God wants to do in our lives. And holiness is power. Last point today, holiness is power. How do I know that? Because the contrast between light and darkness is the power. How many know that's the power? When you turn a light on, how many know there's great power there? Amen. How many know we're children of light? The Bible says where we walk with God, we're children of light. How many know there's great power in light? Amen. There's, there's power in darkness. Someone said there's power in darkness, but I believe there's more power in light. Amen. And that's, that contrast between light and darkness, that contrast between evil and right, that contrast between the kingdom of darkness, that is power right there. That's where the power of God is, in His power. Come on. Amen. And so holiness is power. And so when you make those decisions, you make those choices, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to do what's right. How many know there's power there? Amen. Amen. There's power there. There's ability there. And there's grace there to make those decisions. You know, the Bible says in Titus chapter 3 and 1 Thessalonians and, and in Psalms, it talks about having clean hands. It talks about having a pure heart. And that's one of the things about holiness. That's what makes it so powerful is that God does that work in you. God, God does that work in us. Amen. And so we're excited today because this, there's a new idea or new light here today, I should say, about holiness. It's not about all these rules that we need to keep. It's about this relationship that God wants to have with us today. I mean, lift your hand to heaven and say, I'm so thankful for holiness. So thankful the Holy Ghost leave me in the holiness. Man, I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit. I just want to do what he wants me to do today. Amen. To live a holy life before a holy God. Can we stand on our feet today? You know, the Bible says 
in a couple places it says that our sanctification is the will of God. How many have ever read that scripture in Thessalonians? It says that this is the will of God, even your sanctification. It says that we are to be vessels of honor, that we're to be vessels that are sanctified for the master's use. It also says that we're to practice holiness in the fear of God. And I like this scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, so that you may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. You see, one of the things that's so important about holiness is it really is, is, is kind of that open door to engage in worship with the Lord, but it's also a way that the world can see God. Amen. How many want, to, want your neighbors to see Jesus through your life? Amen. It's a way that people can see that, but it, it's not a way that we've done it in the past or other times or we do it out of carnal nature. We, we want to just throw a bunch of rules and constrictions on people. It's not that way at all. It's really just through that relationship with that we have with God and we, people begin to see, wow, there's a holy God in you doing something, a holy thing in you, and I want that, and I see that, and that's beautiful. That's an amazing thing. That's really God working you. That's nothing to do with religion that I have grew up with. Even though they may say that and say, no, that's what I want. I want that relationship. How many know we want to be a light to the world? Amen? Amen. So a way that I can become a light to the world, a way that I can open up to the, to the world, the gospel flowing through my life, is just to walk holy before the Lord. You say, well, how do I define that? And what is all that about? This is where we need to point people right to Jesus and say, look to Jesus. The Holy One. Come on. The one that was born of a virgin. The one that led a sin, sinless life. The one that died. Amen. An innocent man. Look to Him. Amen. And, and look to how He leads you and guides you through His Word. Amen. Because, you know, when God does something in your, work, in your life, how many know it's more powerful? Amen. How many know it's more powerful when God does a work in your life? And so, really, I believe, and we see it through the Scriptures, that the spirit of holiness and self-control is really absolutely essential in our lives, but it, it can only come with walking with God. Amen. And so today, if you say, you know what, I feel like I haven't been walking with God. I feel like I've just, I've just, I said, you know, and, and a lot of us use that church is about a bunch of rules because I wanted to keep church at my a distance. I really didn't want what church represented. I didn't want to be around people and I didn't want to be a, because I don't feel right and I don't live right and I'm not really living right before God. And so how many know we can't blame it on the church, can't blame it on other people? We've got to look at our heart and say, maybe I'm not right with God. Amen? Maybe I'm not rock, walking right with God. Maybe there's something in my life that I've allowed to get into my heart. Maybe pride and arrogance or lust. And I've allowed it to get it there. And I've, and, I've, and I've noticed that I'm just, I don't really want the holiness in my life anymore. I don't really feel that, you know, and how many know that's a problem? Because what we're doing is we're pushing away God. We're pushing away His presence. We're pushing away His grace in our lives. Because grace isn't here to, to, to put you in a place and, and, and say, you know what, you're going to get punished. You're, you're, you're going to get punished. But grace is a way that said, I'm going to enable you to overcome this thing. I'm going to enable you to overcome, amen, any sin and any, any unrighteousness. And, and grace is a way just to enable us. How many believe that? Would lift your hand to heaven and say, I thank God for the grace of God today. The power of grace in my life that leads me to the place of holiness and true holiness. And as the Bible says that Jesus said it, and Peter quoted from Jesus, be holy for I am holy. And so I just want to say, man, maybe some of you need to have a fresh outlook of Jesus today. Maybe you just need to look at God and maybe you're looking at people too much and you're looking at yourself and trying to say, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. Maybe, maybe you just need to open up the word of God afresh and say, I need to see Jesus in this thing again. I need to just see, you know, Jesus afresh. Maybe I don't know him the way I thought I did. Maybe I, maybe I just allowed these things to get in my life today. I want to pray for you today. Amen. Because I know that God's saying today, come. Come just as you are, in the condition you are, just come. 
Just come with all your doubts, questions, and your brokenness. Just come today and allow the Lord to do a work in your life. And the rest of us, some of us actually, I just want to say, allow the Lord to do a work by the Holy Spirit in your life. Some of you say, I've just been resisting the Holy Spirit. I know He's talking to me. I just haven't been wanting to hear it. How many know we need to open our ears to the Holy Spirit and say, God, you're going to lead me in a place of healing and wholeness and soundness if I just yield, if I just listen. And that's what I want to do today. If you're, if you're in that place where you feel that you're resisting the Lord and you've been away from the Lord and you just feel like your relationship with the Lord is broken, I want you to know today you don't need to come to us. You don't need to come to a confession. You don't need to have anybody talk to you and counsel you through it. You just need to say, Lord, here I am, right where I am. I just come to you today and I thank you for your love. I thank you for your just that welcoming presence, that welcoming, amen, grace on my life, Lord, that you said, Lord, you love me. And there's nothing that's going to separate me from the love of God. I truly believe that. And so I'm not going to allow my sin, my mistakes, my faults, my failures to hold me back from the love of God today. I want to receive everything you have for me today. If you're not born again and you're not saved and you have a lot of questions about Christianity, we'd love to talk to you. But ultimately, we want you to open the Bible and see Jesus there. And just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, show me. Show me answers. Show me the the true nature of God. I, I've looked to people so, so much and they, they let me down, they disappointed me, but God, I know that if I look to you, you're perfect, you're holy, you're righteous, and I want to see you in the scriptures. Amen. Lord, we just thank you today for your word. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy Ghost is living, just leading us today into a holy lifestyle. And that's not really defined by anybody, but your word. And your word defines that. And, and Lord, you lead us into that place of truth. And so today I pray that we would discover the truth of holiness. We would walk in that freedom. We would walk in that truth. Lord, that we would lead other people to a place of relationship with you. And I thank you, Lord, today that you're breaking every wall down between us. You're breaking every wall in our minds and our hearts, Lord, that holds us back from you. It holds us back from, Lord, the power of your word. I pray today that you would just reign in righteousness in our hearts today. Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, that, Lord, we can be clean in a dirty world. Lord, that you, you came as one that was so righteous and so holy. That's what we celebrate at this time, a holy God. Amen. In an unholy world. We thank you for it today. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And everybody said, amen. amen. If you have a need in your body, we understand and that God moves in prayer. And so we want to minister to you today and pray with you right down here at the front. If you're visiting with us today.